Welcome to the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 7, Episode 11, Chapter 128, Halloween 2. Veronica decides to host a ghost show. Betty makes the most out of her night out with Archie and Reggie. Jughead makes a major discovery in a mystery brewing in Riverdale. Get to the fucking point already. Yeah, we're definitely, like, we're having fun, but we're definitely in the let's stretch this out to 20 episodes territory. Um, we're at we're at episode eleven. You know, like I had said, I'm 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 guessing at twelve or thirteen is when like shit's really gonna hit the fan, and that very may well be, especially with what happens at the end of this episode, because I feel like that's gonna be a really big triggering event. But yeah, a lot of this was filler, nonetheless fun. And oh yes, I called it on some Rocky Horror stuff, so I'm excited for myself. <laughs> Calm down. I I got a song. I'm into it. And now I'm definitely feeling more Footloose vibes for the musical, but they haven't announced what that's going to be. It'll be interesting. Uh, We start with Jughead at Rayberry's apartment and kind of reeling from what he heard from the neighbor. And then we cut directly over to the sheriff's office and he's explaining to Keller like what happened. And, you know, he's connecting it to Ethel and how she said that the killer was a milkman. And Keller is just like, no. Rayberry killed himself. We've established that. To which Jughead's like, "No, you have established that. I have not established that." <laughs> which is which is very funny. I, I, it's very you know, uh, Detective Jug, which I like. Keller just says, "You've got to drop this, and don't forget about the town's ban on Halloween." Which is like, oh, okay. So we hear like the radio playing, talking about you know, it's time for the mood to you know get in the mood for Halloween, and Jughead is starting to drink milk in his train car and oh no uh he freaks out about a killer milkman on the loose and so he decides to dump all of his milk down the drain because better safe than sorry then we cut over to veronica bopping along to the song that's now being played on the radio drax back and you know she's got a little pep in her step and then we cut to her in a very sexy witch's costume walking down school and she's getting a lot of looks And she realizes no one else is dressed up. Yeah. So she goes to the doghouse. Hey! And everyone's like, oh, well, you look great. (laughs) Um, You look like everything plus. But um, no, we don't really do this. We don't go out the same way Greendale does. And Veronica's like, why? Oh, yeah. So um, a few years ago, a carload of Riverdale High students were out raising heck and they ran off the road and they all died. Two vixens, two bulldogs. So nobody's allowed to go out. Teenagers stay at home handing out candy to kids and that's it. That's that's all that's allowed. And the sheriff and his deputies go around making sure nobody's doing anything they're not supposed to. Uh, And so Veronica is like really disappointed because she loves Halloween. It's her favorite thing. Uh, Her parents would throw a great costume ball and then afterwards they would gather around the family altar and light votive candles to honor the dead and celebrate Dia de los Muertos. Um, And so it was her favorite family tradition. So she is going to create something for the town, for the teenagers. She's she's not going to let the gatekeepers ruin uh, Halloween for her. So as she's like coming to this conclusion... 
we see Jughead walk into the room and he sees all of these kids drinking milk and he slaps a milk carton out of Dilton's hands like, put those down! Don't drink fresh milk, just powdered milk! And he's a little twitchy and then he runs out of the room and everyone else is kind of like, okay, Jug's Jug. There clearly can't be anything weirder than this. And then Jughead goes full Jughead. Yep, it's great. Then we cut to Jughead's on the phone with Ethel. Ethel is at still at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Uh, We can see Sister Woodhouse behind her, kind of like keeping an eye on what she's doing. Jughead tells her, hey, there's been another murder. And she's like, yeah, I mean, of course it was a milkman. And they start talking about the original comic book. And she's kind of like, well, why don't you go ask the writer like about it? Maybe he'll have something that'll lead us to something. And he's like, that's a good tip. So he's going to go do that. We cut over to auto shop and Archie is kind of giving Reggie a hard time about having never had a real Halloween. And Reggie's just like, yeah, you know, I've been cow tipping with my cousin once. And <laughs> as they're talking back and forth, Betty is just fantasizing about these boys. She's focusing on their muscles. And then we can see sparks literally flying in the background as she goes to kiss both of them. And so they're like, hey, Betty. And she goes, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and they decide they're going to give Reggie a real Halloween. It's like, you know, we've we've we got to do it. And Reggie's like, OK, what makes a real Halloween? But it goes, well, one, trick or treating, two, visiting a graveyard and three, necking in a haunted house. All very possible things to do in a town like Riverdale. She's so horny. She is the horniest and it's hilarious. And I love this. Um. So then we cut to Veronica. She's kind of looking at like the trade ads and she sees one that's like uh, for a ghost show. And then she hears like a thump and she walks towards there's like the projection room at this hour. And she goes in there to find Kevin and Clay making out. (laughs) And they're like, what are you doing here? I forgot my keys. So we came by to it. She's like very well parried Clay. (laughs) And so like they're like, why are you here? Of course, she's living at the Babylonian. She's in a nightgown. Yeah, a dressing gown. And she's like, oh, just late night brainstorming. And I have good news. We're going to do a ghost show. And they're kind of like, cool, sounds great. What's a ghost show? Yep. She's with monsters, movies, burlesque. And then at midnight, we raise the dead. Riverdale. Scream. Scream. I I like that they brought that back. It was very fun. Uh, So we cut to Veronica selling tickets to her ghost show. The boys are really helping her sell it. But she's selling it on the backs of the four students who died. This whole part of it is so awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's the one it's the one thing. Because, again, I don't even have a problem with the ghost show aspect. No. But I honestly, as a parent in this town, regardless of there being a cult, would raise my hand and go, hey. I think it's pretty good that the teens are off the streets, but what the fuck is this nonsense? Yeah. Like, that's where it's like what what would have made the whole thing with Alice work better is if Veronica had no idea about this. And even the kids didn't really know. And then Veronica puts on the show with the teenagers being, you know, dead and not realizing that that is a real thing that actually happened. And that's why we don't celebrate Halloween. And we just don't tell, we don't talk about it because. We don't talk about difficult things in this town. That would have worked better. And then it wouldn't make Veronica like profiting off the death of children. 
but this is honoring the dead Diana. Sure. Uh huh. Yeah. A la Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> not even a little bit. Nope. <laughs> because that's the other thing is if then she realized she feels guilty about it, she finds out who they are, and then she adds those students to her altar. In order to honor them in the way that is actually meaningful to her personally. Like, otherwise, it's just bullshit. Like, they could have gotten what they wanted without making Veronica icky. And they did it anyways. Because this is Riverdale and blah. (gasps) We cut over to Pep Comics. And Jughead is there to ask Fieldstone who the author is of the Milkman comic. And he's like, I don't know. But hey, we're having a Halloween party. Most of the freelancers will be there. Come by and sniff around. And Jughead's like, I will do just that. Mm. Uh, We cut back to school and Tony asks Cheryl to be in the ghost show with her. Because then for one night, her and Cheryl don't have to wear any masks. And neither do Clay or Kevin. And Cheryl's kind of like, I I don't think so. I have to do the sleepover. And Tony's like disappointed. She's like, no big whoop, but I thought it would be fun for us. Which, you know, all fair. It's true. Uh, we go to basketball practice. It ends. Frank reminds the team, no, no doing nothing on Halloween, even though it used to be a bulldog tradition. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so later in the locker room, Julian is like, all right, we know what we had to do. We had to say that. But of course, we're going out. And Archie's like, um, no. And Reggie's also like, no. Fang says, I'm going to the Babylonium. No one asked you, Greaser. And... Reggie says, you know, I promised my folks I wouldn't cause trouble while I was here. Julian gives him some guff and then is just like, all right, all you cream puffs. We're meeting tomorrow night. School parking lot. Big shock. Yeah. We cut on over to the girls locker room and Veronica's like, well, I can't believe Reggie's never had a Halloween. And Betty's like, yeah, exactly. That's why we're going to show him what it's like. And so Veronica's like, well, in that case, you are excused from coming to my show. Mm hmm. Which is very funny. But then Veronica's like, I'm sensing you've got some something's going on. And Betty says, like, yeah, I've always gotten butterflies for Archie, but now I get him for Reggie. And Veronica tells her, use this night to figure out which one you're really into and then tell me about it later. <laughs> which solid advice. Oh, Veronica. We go over to the Blossom House and, you know, they're having dinner. And Penelope tells Cheryl... That this year's slumber party needs to take place in the grand hall instead of her bedroom because it's more open, less opportunity for inappropriate hanky panky. Which Julian says, "Yuck, mother, I'm trying to eat here." And Cheryl rolls her eyes and is annoyed. It's true. We cut back to the theater. Veronica and the boys are working on hanging this giant spider, and Alice comes in, and she's just like, "You know, how are tickets sales going to your ghost show?" And Veronica's like, well, we should be sold out. Like, okay, you're new in town, but this is how we celebrate Halloween. Everyone stays home and watches Mr. Cooper and I host shock theater on RIVW. We dressed up in singed clothes and we introduce old horror flicks. We have a little banter in between. And Veronica's like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) like that sounds boring as hell. We're not getting a family crowd. And she's like, it's going to be teenagers exclusively. And Alice just like lays into her is like, you'd like to cause trouble. You're a natural born rabble rouser. I'm going to allow this ghost show to happen because you're not going to affect our ratings. But I want you to know you've been put on notice. Ooh, Alice is threatened. Alice is threatening. 
Oh, well, yeah. Unless this isn't Alice. Alice is threatening because she is threatened. <laughs> anyway. Whoop de freaking do. We cut to Jughead at his train card. He is putting away a bunch of boxes of powdered milk. And then we hear all these noises outside and like something's rustling. Then all of a sudden, Ethel's there. Uh, she escaped the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. She found some tunnels. And once she like figured them out, she made a break for it. Call back. Call back to what originally happened at Sisters of Quiet Mercy in our timeline. She just has to hide until she turns 18. It was only a few months. And, you know, Jack is like, you can't stay here because it's too exposed. If you don't mind staying in a dead guy's apartment, you could stay at Rayberry's. And she's like, so long as Sister Woodhouse isn't there, I'm good. Um, I really honestly expected them to go to the bunker. We haven't found the bunker. I feel like they're going to they're going to have to go find the bunker in a different way. I mean, I my guess at this point is that's where the milkman ends up hiding because Dilton is totally going to die. We have well, to kill Dilton. It would be so fun. Also, the bunker is going to be lost replacement at this point. Eh, I'm fine with that. I half expect Jughead being down there typing in numbers over and over again. Oh, that could be the other thing. If they go into the bunker, that becomes the portal for finding the other jugs and like the other world. Or maybe that's where Tabitha actually is. Because yet again, we have another episode with no Tabitha. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but they also decide, hey, let's go to the party tonight. You can wear a mask and, it, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. She's like, yeah, sure, let's do that. We get to school. Cheryl's washing her hands in the bathroom and Midge comes in and she really doesn't want to go to the sleepover. And Cheryl's like, it's tradition. And she's just like, but bangs is performing and she just figured she could she might as well try and so then cheryl kind of gets a a thought in her head she goes well it doesn't intrigue me so if i asked evelyn to host the slumber party and you know that witchy witch would and we went to the babylonian we can never speak of it of what we did or what we saw and midge is like yeah i'm down with that i'm good at keeping secrets to which cheryl says me too Perhaps it's time we confide in each other. And to which Midge is like, how about after the festivities on Halloween night? Which is like kind of sweet. Cheryl, growth. What is happening? Growth. Treating a friend with some like actual respect. And not as like just a lackey. Now, Evelyn deserves it. But come on. (laughs) Well, that's Evelyn ever and ever. Absolutely. We cut on over to the principal's office and Jughead has been pulled in because Ethel Muggs is missing. He's like, oh, wow. And so Sheriff Keller's there. And he's like, so if we searched your train card, she wouldn't be there. And he goes, oh, go ahead. Doors unlocked. But could you not trash it like you did last time? This place is practically the Waldorf now, which is very funny and very jug. And then we go over to Archie's room and the boys are putting on their costumes. And Reggie is a spaceman and Archie is a cowboy. Mary made the costumes. And she was so excited to do it. Because it's probably the last time she'll get to do it until she has grandkids. To which then Archie's like, what do you think Betty's going to be? And Reggie's like, maybe a princess or Rosie the Riveter, which is precious and so on point for like Betty could switch between both so easily. Mm -hmm. And he talks about like how he can't believe she knows so much about cars. And Archie asks like, so um, how did that happen? Her fixing your jalopy? Did you ask or did she offer? Reggie says, no, she offered. And he starts talking about how, like, he's getting vibes off of her, you know, vibrations, to which Archie has to mention, well, I've been getting vibes from Betty since way before you got to town. And I still am. And so then Reggie's like, you don't think Betty wants to make it with one of us tonight? Oh, 
I hadn't considered that, but she ain't blind. They're and so dumb. <laughs> they're so dumb. But this is so cute. And also, like, again, I said this in the other episodes, but like, I like that this is a different play on the love triangle. And essentially, they make a pact. As soon as they start feeling that she's leaning a certain way, the other guy is going to peel off. And they're like, you got to deal, Buck Rogers. Which, again, I like. They're like, whatever she decides, because clearly we're both into her, whoever she wants to be into, we're going to be okay with that. And the other guy is going to bow out. Fair. The healthy, like, respectful choice. Respectful, appropriate. Um, and then they shoot their fake guns at each other. Which is so funny. And again, you can tell they are having so much fucking fun doing this. Too much fun. They've earned it. They have had to do some stupid shit in this show. Archie got mauled by a bear. I know. So then we go to the pep comic uh, Halloween party and Jughead. He's dressed as a hobo. Uh-huh. Hobo. Bride of hobo. <laughs> uh, Ethel has a mask on that's very creepy um, in that it's just like very plain and unexpressive. But oh my God, they made Jug a hobo. Which again, that to me is another ripple. Yep. Love it. Great. They're going to go see if anyone knows about the origin of the Milkman comic. It is such the most gooberific Halloween office Halloween party, too. Mm-hmm. Then we cut over to the Cooper house, and we see on the television Alice and Hal on TV. Yes, they're wearing singed clothing. They're being kind of silly. And we kind of zoom out from the TV, and we can see that Dilton's watching the television. He's holding, like, this pumpkin head thing. And we see the boys watching TV as well, Archie and Reggie. And they're thanking Dilton because he's going to be their kid for the night. And it's like, oh, you're really going above and beyond your duties as water boy. And Dilton's like, it's hard to say no to a girl like Betty. And then she comes down and she looks very cute. And they're like, who are you supposed to be? Goldilocks, of course. You know, she couldn't decide on a bed. So she tried all three. Ooh, hard swallow from all three boys. <laughs> Even Dilton. Oh, of course. I appreciate Dilton's like, I'll be the kid. In order for y'all to go walk around? Who cares? Uh, Just to get to hang out with you, Betty. I will do whatever you want. Uh, So they head out as we see, you know, Hal and Alice continuing their little show. Um, We cut to some trick-or-treating. And as they're trick-or-treating, it's it's been a little bit. We see the bulldogs riding around in Julian's convertible. And they are smashing mailboxes. And at this, Dilton's like, no. I'm dressed as a pumpkin head and Julian and those clowns have baseball bats. I'm done ski. And like, they're all a little disappointed, but Archie's like, it's okay. You've been a a good sport. You can go home. And Betty's like, yeah, we have a cemetery to get to. Uh, So we cut over to theater. There's a lot of partying going on. It's very much like they're trying to go after the movie Babylon with the twenties, the vibe, the name of the casino theater is Babylonian. Fangs is singing, um, you know, hell, you know, in the afterlife, but he's doing a pretty good job. It's fun. And Cheryl and Midge show up and they look very cute. Uh, Tony pops up and is like, so how did you get out of this? And she goes, oh, you know, me and Midge have a 24 hour blue. And Tony says, it means a lot to me that you, you would come. And Cheryl's like, well, you know, we, if we can't let our masks slip tonight, when can we? Uh, we cut back to the pep comics party and Jug is asking writers and like, no, that wasn't me. No, that wasn't me. Best story that was ever published. But then he finds someone who's like, oh, yeah, that was Ted Sullivan. 
and they're like okay what what's his deal it's like oh he's dead he killed himself a few a few weeks after publishing the milkman story because he said he'd never write a story as good as the milkman one and jughead's like oh, okay and uh this guy goes on to uh explain you know it's a metaphor a critique of america it's saying the enemy is us they're just like what are you talking about the enemy it's here at home it's not mother russia it's not the communists not the axis of evil it's us we're the enemies wholesome conforming homogenous america this man is in a devil costume and he is really staring at jughead yes this is another little ripley thing he's definitely echoing percival love it great it riverdale is what is wrong <laughs> what riverdale is trying to be uh we cut to the cemetery and reggie and betty are howling um they hear howling uh reggie explains that you know they have wolf packs in duck creek and she's like oh that must have been scary he's like no it was exciting but they never messed with me they must have recognized a fellow alpha to which betty's like is that what you think you are an alpha <laughs> reggie's like uh i thought so and then we hear julian and the bulldogs howling and running around and they're like oh great they're still out but he's like well that's not good now this is twice when this happens reggie gets like an anger death stare Mm -hmm. both times they pass Mm -hmm. just putting a pin there sure and betty wonders where the rest of their wolf pack is archie so she goes off to find him and she finds him at Fred's grave. Oh. And she's like, oh my gosh, Archie, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about the fact. And Archie's like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, and he and he he does feel fine. He's like, I was just thinking about how my mom and dad used to take us trick-or-treating, remember? And uh, they mentioned that one year they went as Becky Thatcher and Tom Sawyer. And Archie's like, yeah, I went barefoot. I stepped on a nail. <laughs> um, And then and then I just kind of like, you know, we've we've been friends for a long time. It feels like I've known you my whole life. And they're kind of holding hands. I mean, they, they are holding hands. And they're kind of making, like, faces at each other. Reggie shows up. He goes, hey, so where's this haunted house? And Betty's just like, oh, come on, let me show you the way, if you're brave enough. Yeah, we all yeah. knew it was coming. Yeah, we knew. Well, you they could have played us for an episode or two. But I, I like that they didn't waste any more time with this. But we go to the Muggs house, and that's where the murder happened. And Reggie's like, okay. Jesus Christ, Betty. <laughs> yeah. So Betty says, like, I'm going to go see if there's any 11 up in the refrigerator. And she walks away. And then Reggie says, okay, I'm leaving. And Archie's like, no, you don't have to do anything. And, he, and Reggie says, no, 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 man. I saw you two in the cemetery holding hands. I don't need a seismograph to pick up those vibrations. Which, again, he's abiding by their agreement. And he's stepping away. They're just Hi. best bros. They're just bros. Mi casa es tu casa. I so precious. <laughs> I the the whole speech before this is just like it's hard to imagine life ending so suddenly. And it's like the last moment before the big chill. You're just like, God, what weird existential pit did we drop into? Other than maybe we're headed for an they're all dead ending. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> so Betty comes back and she's like, Where's Reggie? He's like, Oh, he got tired, called it a night. And she's like, Well, that's too bad. And Archie's like, Yeah, isn't it? So then we cut to the Babylonium, and Veronica is dressed as like basically Dr. Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show, but in like the doctor suit. And she's got four coffins behind her. And before 
she says like just remember enjoy and don't dream it friends be it um and so then she knocks she opens up one of the coffins and out comes tony and she starts you know singing and then clay comes out and he's playing the rocky role it's the it's the rocky finale (laughs) yeah and then kevin comes out and he does this bit and finally they let casey cott sing and sing well like he did very well with like it was in his range he sold it well it was fine i was like finally because casey cott can actually fucking sing he gets the brad roll it's perfect for him it's perfect it's very much typecasting but it's perfect and he can do it Um, Mm -hmm. they've made him sing before in ways that like i just feel bad for him because i know he can actually sing also, Dudu plays Clay pretty dang good. He was fabulous. They, they, he was so well cast. Um, Cheryl comes out, she's nailing it, and then at the very end, she pulls Tony in for a kiss in front of everybody. Ooh. But then Veronica, it's her turn, and she comes out. She's in a tux, and as this is, they're doing like the actual like kick line finale piece alice has come in and she's peeking through the curtain and she sees the spectacle and she is horrified i mean <sighs> to do a rocky horror-esque performance in 1955 would be mortifying to most adults <laughs> yes well and well it's not just that it's the added element of these are teenagers or children performing very sexually for other teenagers. So yeah, it would raise some concerns. This is why you don't really see high school productions of Rocky Horror. <laughs> it's no, just it's, no. It's not, it's not a good idea. It's just not. We cut over to Reggie walking, you know, he's walking home and the bulldogs come up and they're giving him some guff and they're like, hey, we're going to Greendale to raise some hell. And, uh, you know, you should join us unless you got something better to do. And Reggie stops for a minute and just looks at him and goes, move over. And he gets in the car. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Then we cut back to the mug's house. And Archie and Betty are nervous. But So they start kissing. And they kiss. And then Betty opens her eyes and screams because she sees a man outside the window. And he's like, well, well what, what did he look like? This is going to sound Looney Tunes, but it looked like a milkman. And Archie's like, a milkman? Like, yeah, let's let's just go. So they leave. And there's milk bottles on the table. There are fresh milk bottles on the table in the kitchen. We cut back to the Babylonium. It's after the show. Clay and Kevin and Veronica are cleaning up. And Veronica is just, like, high on the thrill of performing. She's like, we should do weekly shows. And the guy's like, yeah, that sounds great. But we wanted to talk to you about something. She's like, oh, what's going on? How long have you been staying here? And she's like, oh, don't worry. It's nothing. Everything's fine. Everything's peachy. We're just renovating the Pembroke. And they, I think they know that she's lying to them, but they're not going to press her on it. No. So yeah. And it it also just like harkens to the fact that like she's like, she has friends. She also has no one. Look at the Hardy boys. (laughs) Yeah. Very cute. Uh, We cut over to Pops and it's Tony, Cheryl, Fangs, and Midge. And... Cheryl's congratulating Midge and Fangs on the baby. And she's just like, of course, you know, your secret is completely safe with me. Midge is, you know, appreciative. But she goes, you know, not to take anything away from my honey bun, but you two had a pretty big moment. That was some kiss. And Tony's like, I'm not complaining, but it was pretty brazen, Cheryl. And Cheryl's just like, if I'm ever challenged, I'll simply explain that I was possessed by the Halloween spirit. 
And then she says, I'm really glad that the four of us could put our masks away, even if it was only for one night. And Tony like takes her hand and they're just like, I completely agree. And as this is happening, we see Evelyn, who's clearly like getting a to-go order. She sees this. Never, never. Never, never. I love that they brought her back. So perfect. Then we cut back to the Cooper house and Archie is dropping off Betty. And just as they're about to kiss, Alice opens the doors like, Elizabeth Cooper, get in this house. By the way, still in her makeup. Yep. Mom, I thought you weren't my mother anymore. I'm not, but you still live in this house and get your butt inside right this instant. And so she she goes in and then Archie's like, damn it. (laughs) The best part is he goes near to this. She gets to the staircase and Betty looks back and is like, bye so precious and then alice get (laughs) Uh uh-huh i love it uh we cut it over to veronica she is lighting the candles at her altar um she clearly misses her family oh it is sweet abuelita dead yeah abuelita dead uh it's the picture of the actress who played her her Mm -hmm. abuelita earlier um we cut to jughead he's dropping ethel off at rayberries um and as he's leaving the neighbor comes out and she's like, oh, I, I thought it was the milkman. He's like, what? She goes, yeah, I heard him. And he runs down the hallway. And I need to point out, as he has started to run down this hallway, because the camera does that slow motion, what thing? Jughead is no longer wearing his hat and his hair is now floppy again in his face. Hmm, interesting. So he runs in and he slips as he runs into the apartment and he sees, you know, the milkman that we previously saw at the mug's house and he's clearly dead. And Ethel has a knife in her hand covered in blood and she says, I told everyone it was a milkman. Uh-oh. Ethel murdered the milkman. Cool. Maybe? Maybe. Yeah, well she definitely killed this guy. There's a there's a lot of potential things happening. Yeah. I think Ethel killed the milkman, but I'm fine with that. So then we cut to Archie. He has fallen asleep. Yeah, like in his bed, but he's not like fully in his bed. Um, and Frank comes in and is like, come on, Archie, you've got to get up, get dressed. And he's like, what are you talking about? What? what, what? <laughs> a car full of bulldogs went into the river. And Archie's like, what? Were there any survivors? We don't know yet. And then Archie looks over to Reggie's cot and it's been, clearly been unslept in. Like Reggie has not been there. Riverdale. Oh no, Reggie. Reggie's going to be fine, he but Julian is guys. definitely going to die. Yeah, Julian's dead. We got to kill him. So I feel like this is going to be like the series of events that really un- starts to unlock things. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it'll be Jughead. I don't know if it'll be Archie. I don't know who's going to get unlocked first, but I feel like this has to fully trigger Blossom Child dies. Yeah. Ripple. That's where we get like the bigger ripples. And so like, cool. Well, okay. Just <laughs> do it already. Let's get to it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, again, if we could have had six seasons of these types of filler, I could have been okay with that because at least this is fun. Yeah. If this was the start of this story and not the end, mm. it'd be one thing. But we're so close to the end. Just fucking get it done. Yeah. This should have been a done in 16 type of thing. <sighs> mm-hmm. All right. Let's go find out what's going on. Okay, let's go look at next time on. Well, they're telling us nothing, but I think your suspicion is correct.
Yes. So Jughead, we see Jughead saying, now I have even more questions. Jughead's not wearing his hat. His hair is in his face. So very much a season one, season two and on Jughead look, um, including the jacket he's wearing with the furry collar. He, it wasn't, it was more like a flannel style, but that the Sherpa collar was definitely something he was wearing in tar- our timeline. So that's a nice call. Costumes have been great this season. So keep up the good work, y'all. I feel like an imposter. I don't feel like I belong. All of this stuff. All of it. Yeah, it's like the cracks are happening. Um, Julian is definitely, you know, not okay. Um, he hasn't died yet, but, you know, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> uh, like any, anyone named Blossom is not long for this world, essentially. Um, yeah, uh, it's called um, After the Fall. So that'll be interesting. They're, they definitely go to a funeral. So who's that going to be for? um yeah i'm into it it'd be fun just tell us what's happening yeah well and as we're recording this the cast is actually filming the final episode of the series so i i don't i don't have any like hints or insight based on what they've been posting but it's a lot of sad and then just like silly shit they've been doing on set and like throwbacks to season one versus season seven which is very cute and sweet yep so until next time hashtag Go Bulldogs. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.